Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith. I'm here to bring you the preview show ahead of Bayern Munich's big Bundesliga matchup against SC Freiburg. This one should be a lot of fun. Freiburg is a team that has the capability of giving Bayern Munich a lot of trouble. Somehow, someway, Christian Streich has had has taken this team from Freiburg, molded them together, and made them a true contender in the Bundesliga. Now, granted, their form, uh, despite their record over the past five games, has, has not been at probably as good as it was in the first half, but the team keeps finding ways to get points out of games, and they just have a knack for it. And the way that Freiburg is playing and how Christian Strike has them uh, really just bonded together and playing as a unit. It's been really impressive to watch, and they are the exact type of team that could give Bayern some trouble. So let's start things out by looking where each team is in the table and what their recent form has been like. Obviously, Bayern Munich is sitting atop the Bundesliga table through 27 match days. They have 20 wins, three draws, four losses, four sixty-three points. They have 81 goals for, that leads the league, 28 goals against, that is also lowest in the league. Over the course of Bayern Munich's last five games, they have three wins and two draws. Of course, Bayern Munich's last game was a 4-0 victory over Union Berlin. It was a good match for Bayern Munich, uh, and one that they really needed to get three points in. Obviously, Union has not uh, kept the same form that it had in the first half of the season, so uh, Bayern was able to capitalize on that and get three points ahead of the international break. As for SC Freiburg, through 27 match days, Freiburg has 12 wins, nine draws, and six losses for 45 points. That puts them at fifth place in the table. Uh, RB Leipzig also has 45. They sit in fourth. So Freiburg is really still in contention for a uh, not just a European position, but also potentially a Champions League position if they can catch some breaks along the way here. Over the, uh, actually, let's hit the, the goals first. Uh, Freiburg has 43 goals for and 29 against. That 29 uh, has them at the second best defense in the Bundesliga behind Bayern Munich. So that will be something interesting to watch. Over the course of Freiburg's last five games, they are identical to Bayern Munich. They have three wins and two draws. In Freiburg's last game, which was back on March 18th, Freiburg and Greuther Fiert had a nil-nil draw, which obviously probably did not leave the Freiburg faithful, uh, feeling all that great. But hey, if you are a fan of Freiburg at this point, you have to be loving what you're seeing. They have done a tremendous job. Christian Strike is just a, he's one of the coaches you have to, to really admire. He is stuck with Freiburg. He's really building something there, despite the fact that the team typically has to sell anyone that starts to show any promise or gain any value. He's just in a, he's done a tremendous job. There's no other way to put it. And um, you know, but this week he will have his work cut out for him. So when we look at Freiburg, especially if you are a German national team fan, you are going to tend to look at a couple of players. Uh, first and foremost, Nico Schlotterbeck, who is uh, coming off of an up and down uh, international break thought he struggled a little bit there against the Netherlands. Uh, and it's not to, to really knock him at all. He's, he's had a tremendous season for his club. Uh, he had some good moments in that match, uh, but he did uh, seem to be targeted a bit by the Dutch and struggled at times. But I think he has a lot to uh, really build from. Uh, 
with his game. And I think he's got one, just a good physical frame. He's tall. He's relatively quick, although maybe not as quick as a team like Bayern Munich would like. Uh, he's got good passing ability. He's good in the aerial game. He is a, a player you could look to as a potential center back stalwart for the future for Germany. And as we know, he's been linked to Bayern Munich many, many times over the past few months. It just seems as though Bayern Munich likes Schlotterbeck at this point, but they're not in love with him at the stage where they're going to pay a significant amount of money for him. And as as we've read and seen, uh, it seems like Freiburg would be willing to sell Schlotterbeck, but it would take up to about 30 million euro to make it happen. And Bayern is not exactly uh, going the old Scrooge McDuck route and diving into a pool of money. <laughs> Bayern is looking to, uh, you know, really conserve its its finances at this point. They want to be very, uh, I guess, I guess conservative is the word we would want to say right here is they don't want to just go out and spend for the sake of spending. And while they like Schlotterbeck, it might be a case where they feel he's one or two years away and at that point may be involved with him. But as of right now, they just don't have the finances to go out and make a a luxury purchase like him. So other players you might want to keep an eye on. Christian Gunter, of course, has also gotten some action for the German national team of late. Gunter is a very interesting player because I think he'll be a bubble player for Germany. It could go either way for him. Obviously a veteran, obviously someone who is dependable, but is he at the level that Germany and Hansi Flick are going to need for the World Cup? It remains to be seen. There'll be good competition at that position, uh, but Gunter could be on the outside looking in, or maybe a best case scenario for him is he stays on the roster, but is a bit of a deep reserve. So we'll see how that plays out. Otherwise, uh, there are some familiar names on this Freiburg roster. Of course, I think when a lot of people look at Freiburg, you think of Vincenzo Grifo uh, as, as a player, uh, former Bayern player, Wu Yang Zhang is, is actually on the roster, but he is sick right now. So it remains to be seen if he will be playing. That would be a player many uh, Byron fans would want to see in this game because he is, you know, he was a player that generated a little bit of excitement when he was with Byron. And he's obviously done well for himself. I mean, he's a, he's a winger, he's quick, and he has uh, definitely has the skill set to make it at a top tier. The problem with him has always been, you know, is he going with not being a big player? Is he going to be physically strong enough to assert himself in games? And I think he's done pretty well with that. He's a player that I think a lot of people are going to, to keep an eye on and, and watch out for. Hopefully he can recover in time for the match, but I don't know if that will happen. Maximilian Eggestein is another Got another kid who, I mean, I say kid now, he's 25, but I think he was a player who many had identified as one of the future uh, contributors for Germany in the German national team. But Eggestein, his career has kind of uh, went a little bit sideways. Uh, I'm not saying he's a bad player because I don't think he is, but I just don't think he progressed to the level that many expected him to. So he is is a, a player that, you know, if he's able to suit up for this one, I think some people will like to keep an eye on, but I don't think anyone at this stage has the, the hopes for him that there, there were at, uh, at one point. Of course, when you look at the forwards, you tend to look at Lucas Holler and Nils Peterson for SC Freiburg. 
Peterson obviously has some Bayern links there. Uh, and at one point in the recent future was in the pool for the German national team that, uh, that ship has apparently sailed with Peterson being at 33 years old. Uh, Holaire is a player who at 27 has done fairly well for himself this season and has been uh, one of Freiburg's biggest threats. So, the thing you have to remember when looking at this Freiburg team is you're, you're really not going to be blown away by all of these individual talents, but it really is the collective that Christian Strike has them playing as. He has really put in a system and gotten a belief within this team that they can compete and that they can play with anyone in the Bundesliga or anyone that they suit up against. So there are going to be some matches where uh, – where SC Freiburg is going to, to experience some difficulties, right? And this could be one against Bayern Munich. Bayern's obviously bigger, faster, and more talented and a lot deeper. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how Strike approaches this and how he, uh, what kind of strategy he really uh, puts in because he's the type of manager who doesn't necessarily like to sit back and absorb and park the bus like so many other clubs will do. He typically likes to go out and play, but if he feels like he can get three points or if he feels like this could be something uh, where if he can even drag a point out of Bayern Munich, he can help Freiburg in the standings, he might do that. Uh, And that's part of being a good coach, knowing when you have to go conservative and when you have to go punch for punch uh, with a bigger heavyweight, right? So um, it's one of those things where I'm more intrigued about how Strike will will approach this match and if he will let his players really try and line up and beat Bayern Munich or if he will be a little more conservative and play for the tie. Either way would shock me. I think this is a unique position for Freiburg. I don't know that many expected them to be at this spot in the table this late in the season, but they've done such a tremendous job that I think you know, at this point, I'd be I'd be OK with either method. If I was a Freiburg fan, I'd like the fact that Strike will will have his guys go out and try and win a match. But I also like that he's looking at this strategically. And if he could somehow not just keep Freiburg in a European position, but potentially to get into the Champions League, it would be just a huge boost for the club, especially financially with the money that comes in from the Champions League. So uh, that will be interesting from a Bayern Munich standpoint. Wow. uh, This could go a lot of different ways. And it looks like that Bayern could be in a position to get a lot of players back. Now at the time I'm recording this, no one has really like none of the regulars have been definitively named as being out for the match. But many, many players are still battling back from injuries. Of course, Alfonso Davies uh, is, has been at team training. It remains to be seen if he'll be cleared in time. It looks like he will, but uh, that'll be something I'll have to deal with as I try and predict this lineup. Uh, Nicholas Sula has been is back at Savonarstrasse, and he's been training individually but did not train with the team today, today being Wednesday. Remains to be seen if he'll be ready. The rumors are that he will be, and he will be cleared in time, so we'll see what happens there. Same goes for Serge Gnabry. Gnabry started training with the team today, had to leave after 35 minutes. Uh, Of course, he's coming off of an illness, so it remains to be seen what's going on with him. Last I read that he is expected to be cleared in time for the game on Saturday, but we'll see about that. Quentin Tolisso coming off of a torn muscle fiber. Uh, it looks like he could be available, but I don't think we would see him in the starting 11 anyway. Uh, 
Leon Goretzka, one of the very, uh, one of the most interesting names that's out there. It appears that he could be ready for the match. It's just a matter of um, whether he will get the start. I expect him to dress. Uh, but, you know, at this point, Byron has taken a, a really slow approach with him. They want to make sure that he comes back fully healthy and doesn't have any setbacks. Of course, Goretzka has just been nagged by those little injuries the entire season. They seem to add up and, and uh, eventually cause him to miss a match here or there. So I think Byron really wants to play the slow game with him and make sure that he's good to go. So we'll see what kind of role he plays on Saturday, if any. Uh, one one of the names that was uh, really kind of a shock, and I didn't know this at the time when the game happened, but Eric Ch- Maxim Chupomoting uh, was carted off the field uh, for Cameroon. So I don't we don't know the extent of his injury yet, but you never like to see that. So Chupo could be out of the mix uh, for quite a bit. We'll keep an eye on that story and see what the official word is. If it's anything significant. Of course, Bayern Munich would have a little bit of a hole there at backup, but with so many forwards on the roster at this point, you could really play Sané, Coman, Gnabry, Muller. You could play all of them. You could even dig down deep and bring in Gabriel Vidovic to play that that nine position behind Robert Lewandowski as a backup if needed. There are options on campus. There are options within the roster and uh, especially with the formation that Julian Nagelsmann has been running, you know, it does free up players like Serge Gnabry to play a central role. And we'll talk a little bit about Gnabry's uh, issues on the weekend warm-up podcast, which will come out Friday, but uh, it's not the end of the world. If, if, if Eric Maxim Chupo Moting has to miss any significant amount of time as for what this lineup could look like, I'm just like, this is just throwing something at the wall at this point, because there are so many variables as to who might be available, who might get some extra rest, who could be rested coming off of the international break and the games that we saw the Bayern players playing. Of course, Germany, France, they all had Bayern Munich players that uh, Poland, among others, um, you know, that, that saw Bayern Munich players have to put in some extra work. So this is a complete guess. I would love to say it's even an educated guess, but there's nothing about this that's educated at this point. So let's just roll with it. Uh, you know, as one of my favorite saying goes, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do it live F it. So uh, we'll have Manuel Neuer in between the sticks. And I do think we are going to see a return to the back three. So that would be Luca Hernandez, Benjamin Pavar. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Nicholas Sewell is going to sit out one more, one more game. I think that uh, he'll be available, but I don't think he'll start. So we'll see Dio Upamakano. That back three uh, will be tested, no doubt. Uh, Hernandez, of course, being the most stable of the three. But I think Pavar has done a pretty good job uh, himself in transitioning to a center back role. Dio Upamakano is up and down. Roller coaster ride. We'll see what we get on Saturday. As far as the wingbacks go, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. I think we're going to see Alfonso Davies on the left side, and may he, he will make his return. I think we are going to see Kingsley Coman there on the right. And I know that is not necessarily a popular thing, but uh, I think Nagelsmann is going to go offense heavy. I think Coman is going to fill that role. Unlike Serge Gnabry, Coman has not yet complained about having to play wing back once in a while. So we'll see how that goes. And we will go with a super speedy and electric set of wing backs 
in Davies and Coman. I don't know how much they'll help the back line in this one, but uh, offensively, I'm sure they will create some chaos. From a midfield standpoint, I think we're going to see Yashua Kimmich and Jamal Musiala. I do think Goretzka will be held out just a little bit longer. I think he could make an appearance in this match. I just don't know if it will be in this starting 11. I could see him easily coming on at the 60-minute mark from Musiala, who got some, some major PT over the international break and could probably use a little bit of a rest. Yashua Kimmich, of course, did not participate in the most recent international break for Germany because he uh, was sitting out because of the birth of a child. So uh, I'm sure I haven't heard whether that actually happened or whether he welcomed a new little Kimmich into the world yet, but uh, that was the reason he did not go uh, and participate in those matches against Israel and the Netherlands. So Musial and Kimmich in the midfield, I think in the attacking midfield slots above those two players, we will see Leroy Sané and Thomas Muller. I think that's just how things will go. Uh, and of course, Robert Lewandowski will be sitting atop the formation as the striker. Lewandowski, of course, saw his Poland team qualify for the World Cup. So he is probably extremely pumped and psyched about that and hopefully brings that to the pitch against Freiburg because Lewandowski, when motivated and, and um, just when he's got that jump in his step, he is near unstoppable. And it would be it would be great to see him at that level for this match. So that's what I think Bayern Munich will do. Julian Nagelsmann has been incredibly hard to predict, uh, especially because of the variable formations that he's used. So we'll see how that goes. As far as a prediction on this match, I like Bayern's chances. Uh, I think Freiburg, when I talked about Freiburg and, you know, how strike will sometimes go punch for punch and sometimes he'll play conservative. He kind of keeps you guessing. Sometimes he switches in the middle of the match. Do you think he's going to try and muck this up for Bayern a little bit? I think strike wants the point. I do. I think he wants to come away with this, come away from this game with a point. He's going to do everything he can to get that because I think he realizes just how huge this would be for Freiburg. And while it's, it's, it's really noble to go up and say, we're going to compete with Bayern and we're going to, to go right at them and, and make them play us. Uh, I don't think uh, that would work out so well for Freiburg in this match. So we're going to say Bayern Munich wins this one 2 nil. I think it'll be a tougher match. I'm not sure Bayern will quite be in sync. And I think Freiburg will be packed in enough to, uh, to make things complicated for Bayern Munich. I do think Bayern's overall quality will shine through and get the victory and snatch those three points up. But this isn't to say that, that Freiburg is going to, to absorb anything or they're going to uh, just accept a loss or totally play for a tie. I think if they have opportunities, they'll go for it. But I also think they know the situation they're in, where they're at in the standings, and how much even getting a point here would be uh, a huge asset to them uh, in their goals of, one, just qualifying for European play, but two, hoping to get a spot in the Champions League. So that'll wrap up this episode of the preview show. Thanks again for listening. As always, you can get me at the Barrel Blog. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get Tom at Tommy Adam 71 You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. You can get Jake at Jefferson Fenner. And you can get Samron and Schnitzel at on the site. Uh, of course, they don't have social media, so uh, you can always just find them on BFW. Stay tuned uh, for the weekend warm-up podcast that will be dropping early Friday morning U.S. time. And also, if you haven't 
gotten a chance to listen, check out the flagship show that dropped on Monday and the post-game show from Germany, Netherlands, which dropped last night, which was Tuesday. Thanks again, and we will see you next time.